opposition. That's the latest. I'm Faye Rollins. Ribble FM weather. Today we'll see clouds and light showers move in from the south. The showers will slowly start to ease as we head into the evening. We can also expect a moderate breeze and highs of 19 degrees. Top hotel, top chef, top of your list for celebrations. Mittenfold Hotel, sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM.
Good afternoon and welcome to Lancashire Live with me, Ruth Telford, and my beautiful little doggy Dexter. Because I'm talking dogs today and dog training with John Houston, who is from Canine Academy Northwest. Hiya, John. How are you? Hiya, Ruth. Thank you for having me. I'm really good, thank you. Oh, good. I'm so pleased you could make it. And I know you've got a really busy schedule. You've got, like, dogs coming out your ears. Not quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm gr- very grateful you could make it. Uh, John, I just want to ask you, what on earth took you into dog academies? Because I think that since lockdown every person in the whole wide world has at least one dog and is that why it was it then well basically i've been i've been involved with dogs all my life to be honest with you and i've always had a passion for dogs and i've just like i've always had a big bond with them and i connect with dogs more than i get connect with humans funnily enough and it's i get it i yeah, really do it's like it's weird but i can't speak to them but i get on with them more and you have and a I, real understanding. Yeah, I have a real understanding of like how they're like dealing with stuff, what they're seeing, and how they would interpret stuff from their point of view. I usually like try and put myself in their shoes. Oh, and that's, that's where I look from. Yeah, try and understand what that dog's thinking, like, like what, how, just how they're feeling, basically, and I like judge and like make my decisions and how I act off their behaviour and how they are. How lovely! That's really so, nice. Yeah. So, can you tell if a dog is really stressed out? No, there's definitely, there's ways to, there's like numerous ways to notice a dog over the stressed out and stuff. There's like, there's body, there's body language, there's like behaviour and it, like how they, let's say they could be barking, they could be like, like they could be like a sort of a whiny bark. If they're like trying to, like say you come into an house and you walk into someone's house and the dog starts barking and it's like a big deep bark, that's like a, they're like trying to protect and they don't really want you there. It's like a sort of a strong bark. Okay. But it's like a, a dog that's like kind of doing like loads of yappy barks, loads of little ones and like they're retreating and hiding and going on the tables and going like in different places and just trying to get away. They're more of like a, like got an anxiety bark and they're more scared and they don't really know what to do with the situation. They're not happy that you're there. They're just not comfortable. It's So there's like different ways to notice stuff like you can go to speak about it all day. You can speak about how their ears are, their ear placement and the tail, like the ridges on the back, the stands, how they go stiff. There's, it's like there's hundreds of hundreds of ways to read a dog. You just have to look at the dog and like find out their body language and how they're interpreting, how they're feeling through the body. Wow, it's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's just crazy. Goodness. Right, so we are going to touch on all of those things, I think, throughout the show. If that's all right with you, yeah, John. definitely. Brilliant. So, when did you start your academy? I started my academy well, recently about three months ago. Oh, so, yeah. so it's so nice. So it's not been open long like whatsoever. Well, I've been recovering from operation for the past two months. Oh. So I've been like putting it together then whilst I've been recovering. Yeah. And then I put my company together then and I started working then fully. Brilliant. Like, beforehand they were doing like bits of dog walking, bits of training, but like 
training like for, like for free at like RSPCA and going out to shelters and doing stuff like that. Oh, were you? Yeah, I'm try- I was trying to like throw myself in a deep end, but like whilst helping as many dogs as I could do. Yeah, like, I thought the dogs that don't get any attention are like the dogs on the euthanasia list, like stuff like that. Like any of them dogs, I'd like try and obviously get in there. You'd have to apply through the RSPCA and then do the application for them. Sometimes it would take like quite a bit, a little bit of time. But once you got approved, you can go and work with them. But like, it took me a little bit of time. I've been doing that for a couple of years, to be honest with you. I've been involved like quite a lot of charity work, like from doing Alzheimer's research to Blood Cancer UK to I was helping like feeding homeless and that in um, oh. over in Burnley. I went out at food bank and helping them. You've got a heart, haven't you? A good heart. I just try, I was like helping people and that's what makes me happy, helping other people, helping animals and that's why I like helping dogs because quite a lot of it is is miscommunication from other people. Like they don't understand how to communicate with the dogs so they get frustrated, the dogs get punished and they get like either put in crates or what I do see with quite a lot of my clients, they've done that as a punishment so when the dog's like done something bad, they've either had an accident and gone to the toilet somewhere, they shouldn't have chewed something up or they've been barking or doing something else that they don't like, a behaviour. They'll put them in there as like a punishment sort of thing and then the dog relates going in the crate to a, like a bad memory or a bad thought and then they're not happy with the crate so they never want to go in there, they don't want to go in there, they don't want to sleep in there, they don't want to do anything inside the crate. So what we need to do is like relate being inside the crate to a good thing, like a positive thought. Yeah, they'll be happy to go in there. I want to create the crate to be like a safe place for the dog where they feel happy to go in and where they feel safe and secure. How do you change that then? How do you get from like so negative to a real positive? Just let's let's use a crate as an example, you know. Yeah, just so like, say you've got a dog that doesn't want to go in the crate. Like, I had a cane corso who was seven months old. What's one of them? People say it differently. Yeah, people say cane corso, some people say canny corso. Everybody's got yeah. a different version, it's yeah, fine. But yeah. canny corso is the right way to say it. Um, it's Italian Mastiff, and uh, it was a seven-month-old lad. And he was, he was a really good lad. He just had really bad guarding issues. He had bad anxiety. But any time you walk into the house, they'd be like, there was a young baby there that's only just been born and a mother. And he'd like guarding like a semicircle sort of thing around him and as soon as someone walks in he won't start barking he'll lunge at you and he'd like just basically try and get you out of the house as soon as possible oh dear scary a little bit and what well, uh, for most people it would be but yeah I see but you're quite, not I, yeah, I see quite a lot to be honest with you yeah so yeah he wouldn't didn't want to go in his crate and any time he got left he'd like just tear the house up I think he had a lot of separation anxiety because he was with a girl constantly all for her pregnancy and then with a kid as well They've been around them both constantly, so when they're not there, he goes a bit crazy. And, and, he, when he gets and he's still young anyway, he's only seven months, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So well, when she puts him in his crate, he was doing the same thing. He was like pooing and like ripping everything up and like just trying to get out. I like, just really scared he was. And then mm. she sent me a picture of him when he was, like when she just come back home and he looked terrified in his cage. So I just thought, oh, that's no good. But the way we can sort that out is what I did with him. I just like have some positive reinforcement training. So I'd get him, I'd lure him into the crate with a treat. And then once he's in the crate, I just give him loads of like praise and loads of like just to make him feel really good about himself that yeah. what, what he's done is really good. And then he's gone in there and, and he can, can come back out and uh, he's not going to be trapped in there. So he's had a good memory. He's gone in there. He's been paid. He's got food. He's really happy. Yeah. And then he's come back out. So he's not forever. So then he realizes that every time he goes in there, the more I do it with him, the more like the better of a thought process he has with it. That when I go in there, I get paid, I get food and it's not forever. And that's a thought process that I want to make up in his mind right I want to trigger to him that when I go in there it's good I get a little treat and then I come back out and I'm nice and calm yeah and that's a state of mind I want to create for him and then me doing that a little bit so I could then build it up to two minutes to five minutes to ten minutes just a little bit each time and then eventually 
he'll be happy with staying in his career. He'll just go in there, leave the door open, he'll go and sit in there, he'll take himself in there. So, yeah, that's basically that's how we do it. Incredible. Well done, you. So, he's in there and he's happy now, is it? So, yeah, yeah, he's in there and he's happy. Mm. Now, I think they're getting another dog because they're happy with him. They really? Want, yeah, so, people never learned, do they? So, yeah, <laughs> I think he's going to keep him some company. I think that's, that's, that's the aim behind it. Wonderful. So. Oh, I love that. Right, well, we'll be back in a bit, but please stay with me, won't you? Because I want to know all about dog training. And if you've got a dog, and you if you haven't, you must be the only person in the Ribble Valley. Keep listening.
welcome back. So I've still got John with me, the canine expert. Uh, John, you touched on your days at the RSPCA and euthanasia for dogs. I mean, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I've seen quite a lot of dogs being put into the shelter, like since COVID. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have got dogs and then realise that they can't really go outside. Not just for COVID. Yeah. They're for life. Exactly. Yeah, but they've took them in and they can't really socialise them. They can't do anything with them. So even if they've wanted to, they've not been able to do the efficient training that they need to be a sociable, good dog. So when they've come out of COVID, a lot of people have had issues and not a lot of people who've got big dogs or dogs that have just never been socialised whatsoever and they don't know how to handle them. They've had to put them to RSPCA and then they've not not enough trainers, not enough help, not enough staff. So it's just terrible, really. It is. I just feel that, you know, like if you can't look after a dog, don't get one because it's just not fair, is it, on the oh, dog? It's terrible. And like you say, they get the brunt of it. They get the blame and everything, don't they? Yeah. When actually it's the bad parenting, isn't it? Oh, like I just rescued um, a border collie about two weeks ago. Are they the black and white ones? Yeah, like a sheepdog. Yeah. She's a shorter sheepdog she is. Oh. It's called Susie. I'm a bit scared of them because I got bitten by one when I was young. And then uh, my husband, who's frightened to death of dogs, got yeah. bitten twice by uh, one. So he's not buzzing about well, uh, those dogs. I am my first sure of it when I first picked her up. Did you? Uh, she's not the keenest on men. So as soon as I tried to get her in the car and get her in the in the crate, take her home, she did bite me twice and she did lunch for me when I got home another three or four times. But we and, lot- and how are you with that? I mean, I'm, I get a bit, I get a bit all time. Do you really? Yeah, because I do a lot of work with like really reactive dogs that a lot of other trainers won't train. Yeah. People have turned down that people can't work with, people that have had training that can't get training anymore because no one really wants to work with a dog. Like, I like working with them people because I like giving them hope. Yeah. People that have got no hope and feel like they're going to lose the dog, they're the people I want to help because they're, they're who need it most, really. Oh, bless you. That's wonderful. The euthanasia, obviously, the RSPCA is just terrible. But only thing we can do is just... Terrible as in they as have in, to put this in, down. They don't really have an option, to be honest with you. No. Well, we would do if more people rescued dogs instead of buying them and trying to buy designer dogs and yeah. dogs that are like more for show rather than for to have as a companion. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to think about when buying dogs as well. Yeah. Because it's not just something that you can walk around that looks really smart, that knows all the tricks. Like, you can't expect your dog to know something that's not been taught it. No. And you can't just tell it because it's not human, they don't speak English. No. You should learn to communicate in a way with a dog. It's like, it, it, like you say, it's a bit of mind reading, isn't it? And watching them and yeah, it's just seeing how they feel. It's psychology. And what of it's like dog psychology that a lot of trainers do miss out on first, which I really think that's a big important thing that you need to look at before you go and train with the dog. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Um, so... My dog yeah. is under the table. He's lovely. And he's a right, he is a right good boy. Now, have I done the right thing here? I mean, I know I have because I love him. <laughs> um, but when I went to one of these um, kennels and, there were, and it was just before COVID and there were loads of dogs there, you know, and wandering around and what have you. Or in the, they were mainly in the pens, but one of them, him, was just following any human around and I yeah. just thought... Gosh, he, he really loves people. Yeah, he does. So, um, I, I ju- and I just, I gravitated towards him. I just thought, oh, flipping it. Because I'd had a dog for 16 years and she'd just gone. And I was going to Tesco's, crying my eyes out. And and uh, this three-week period, I just couldn't get over her death. I couldn't. Yeah. And um, so... I'm really sorry to hear that. Oh, it was awful. It's terrible when you lose it's, a dog. It's heartbreaking and you yeah. feel so empty. Yeah, I don't think you ever really feel the same space ever, but... No. But anyway, I'm driving to Tesco's and, and I just ended up at this dog kennels 
and instead of bringing a full load of shopping home, I brought a dog back, this one. I will mind that. <laughs> but I just feel that, like, when they... Well, for him, it just was so beautiful. His nature was so gorgeous that that was what I... What was drew me to him. Yeah. Is that the right thing to do? Or should I... Should I plus, he's well cute looking. Well, he's, for, he's, he's for their own, really. Depends what you're looking for in a dog. Yeah. If that's what you were looking for, if you're looking for a dog that was like more drawn to humans and like you wanted him to be just a really social dog for to bring him around the office, to bring him around here, to bring yeah. him around anywhere you wanted him to be, that's obviously a really good trait to look for. Yeah, because I do want him obviously to fit in with the family. And- yeah, exactly. So that's a really good trait to look for, but I feel like it's really important for when you're buying a dog to look for the traits in the puppy. It's not always easy to spot them, but you want to look for certain things. Like whether they're food driven, whether they get startled by loud noises, whether they like are reactive to like certain things, you have to like look at quite a few different things in the dog you actually want. Because you could buy a puppy and then it can grow up and not be the dog you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's interesting that you should say that. I want to come back in a bit and talk about my daughter's dog Mimi. Top hotel, top chef, top of your list for celebrations. Mittenfold Hotel, sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM. Wide job, a new kitchen fit, bathroom installing, tiles and plastering, plumbing, central heating, a building refurb job called One Stop Refurbs, tail to the lot. One Stop Refurbs, One Stop Refurbs, One Stop Refurbs. Call Burnley now on four two six nine double eight. Finance packages available too. Make your first stop, one stop. Driving around the Ribble Valley and need to tow, Ribble Valley Towing is your go-to destination for all your towing needs. From family cars to rugged trucks, we fit them all with top-notch tow bars. Call us today or swing by and let's get you hitched up. Ribble Valley Towing. We make you good to tow. Unit 3, Brookside Industrial Estate, Taylor Street, Clitheroe. Or call us on 07734 536870. Sweat-drenched torsos, skimpy vests, leg warmers, growling strongmen, catwalk models in pastel yoga pants. Nope, it's just not like that here at Clitheroe Leisure. We're more about how you feel, not how you look. An uber-friendly bunch that welcomes you every visit. We have gym and weight room, indoor classes, new fully refurbished changing rooms, sunbed, sauna and steam room. And our team are here to help you all the way until you feel at home. Visit Clitheroe Leisure on Chatburn Road. And with lots of free parking, come and have a look around and a chat. Or visit clitheroeleisure.co.uk for more info. Feel awesome, feel great, feel the buzz at Clitheroe Leisure. Are you tired of sky-high housing costs? Are you ready for a change of scenery? At Three Rivers, our rural caravan park is the perfect solution for those seeking an affordable, peaceful and beautiful place to call home. Nestled in the heart of the countryside, our park offers exceptional facilities, including a cafe, swimming pool and function suite. You can even choose your own plot and specify the style of home that best suits your needs. Don't miss this opportunity to join our thriving community and enjoy the best of both worlds. The convenience of modern living with the charm and serenity of rural life. Contact us today to learn more and schedule a tour. Three Rivers, the perfect home is waiting for you. Shine. 
John, thank you for being here because you are answering so many questions that are going round in my head. Oh, it's all right. Uh, my daughter's dog, Mimi. Yeah. She's a poodle and a Shih Tzu cross. She is. You, you, the reason I'm mentioning her is because you said about being jumpy and scared and hearing things and then yapping, and that's what yeah, she does. Yeah, everything. Yeah, so is she a true poodle by doing that, or is that just her nature? Um, I wouldn't define it on the breed specifically, Would to be not? honest with you, no. Because, like, my girl, Gnarla, she's Cane Coiso, and then Canny Coiso gets any wrong. It don't matter. No. Well, you're not saying it wrong, because no. that's how you say it. Yeah, that's how I say it. That's how I read it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I yeah. do, yeah. I don't know, I found out a few months ago, that's how you say it, but oh. I'm trying to get it into my head a little bit. Who cares? No oh. cares, yeah. Right, so yeah, she's the softest dog ever, like. Is this the one that's the, the top She's a Mastiff, yeah. Yeah. The big Mastiff. So she actually looks a little bit like a Great Dane, doesn't she? A, a little bit. Fabulous coat. Yeah, she's really well fed, and she's always on the salmon oil, so she's really shiny. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. But uh, she's well looked after, but she's the most scared dog you'll ever meet in your life. Like, yeah. anything will startle her. Like, she's scared of the cat. We've got a little kitten at about the same time, and she's absolutely whipped by him. Two was on a farm? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, to be honest with you. It does sound like it. But no, like, even when the goes, she, like, hides a bit. Like, that's what she used to do. She's getting a little bit better now. She's getting older, but she's not got that protective instinct that the men have inside them. It's so it's like you could. It's different with each dog. Like it's personality, isn't yeah. it? It's just like we are. We're all different. Yeah, everyone's different. The same as a dog. Yeah. That's why I don't really judge a dog like off what the client says. To be honest with you, I do take it on board. Mm. But normally, what I like to do is like I like to go and be a fresh, open mind, and I'll obviously take on board what they've said, but. For the behavioural side of things, I just judge how they are and the, off the body language, how they're acting and the behaviour. And that's how I'm, why I make my judgement off rather than what someone said. I'd like to see how they act for myself. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? So I could truly read how they are feeling and truly read that, how they need to be understood. Yeah. The best way to communicate with them and the best way to get the owner to understand how to communicate with a dog so they can have a better relationship. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. 
it's it's amazing, isn't it? How uh, yeah, you know. So tell us about your other dog that you've got, Susie. Yeah. In so, fact, let's go to a break right, and yeah. um, we'll get everybody to yeah, perfect. Hopefully, hang on, listening, and we'll come back and talk about what's she called, Susie. Susie, she's your baby. <laughs>
John, your little girl, Susie. My little Susie. Yeah, your favourite. Yes, she yeah. is. Tell me how you came upon her. Well, it's a little bit of a weird story, to be honest with you. I was at the petrol station filling up, and then I seen some guy with a, with a truck, and I seen the back of it, he had three collies. Oh. And they looked tiny, they looked really young, so I thought, they're puppies. So I went and spoke to him, like as I do with a lot, a lot of people, I'm not really shy. Mm-hmm. Ended up speaking to him for quite a bit, then he ended up inviting me up to his farm. So I went up to this random farm with this random guy that I didn't know, this country road just blocked off. I did to- your mum not tell you not to speak to strangers? She did, <laughs> but... Before I did go up, I did send her my location so she could find me. Oh, <laughs> if she did too, so that's what I thought. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to leave my car at the bottom of this big country lane because I couldn't go up with my car. And then he took me up in his truck all the way to the top of his house. And then he had about 10 dogs there. And they were, most of them were working dogs, but um, it got a colic while Susie off an old couple. They were, I think they were an 80 year old couple. And they just got her as a puppy and they couldn't look after her. They couldn't train her. They couldn't do anything where she would be in a nightmare for him. Well, not really a nightmare. They just, they didn't know what to have to train, they didn't know how to handle it mm. because she was such a like energetic dog for an older couple. It's a it's a big asterisk, yeah, isn't it? Of course, yeah. So they've ended up they were gonna give it to the shelter and then they ended up knowing Russ, the guy who I know, who gave me Susie. Mm. And then basically they give Susie to Russ and then Russ tried working her, couldn't really work her and then he ended up having a bit of an issue with his hemorrhoid or something like that so he's not been able to work her for ages so she's been tied up for like a very long period of time mm. and she ended up like chewing her tail off she's ended up just she's really really just scourged to everything why Why do they do, do things like that? just out of pure frustration I feel like it's because she's been tied up for so long and she's just had that much energy and been frustrated that she's she's it's been like sort of a competition thing with. And she's trying to get away, maybe. Do you think? I've seen it as like she will. She's been so stressed because she's been like competing with the other dogs. They've mm-hmm. been like chained up and like across from each other, like a few like five on each side, five on each side, and like one dog would get picked and then another dog would get picked. And because she couldn't be worked, she wasn't getting picked. So she's seen all these other dogs getting picked constantly in front of her, and then she's been so frustrated that she's just not been out, not been worn, not been run. And she ended up doing that to herself. So now she's got half tails. She's got scars on her face. I don't know where the scars are from, but she's just a sweetheart. She is. At first, you're a bit reactive. She tried, well, she did bite me, and she tried to bite me a few times. She tried to go for my dog, and mm. she tried to go for my cat as well a few, a few times. But yeah. I just eased her into it slowly. I just obviously crate trained her, kept her in crate, then brought her out on a slip leash and had a muzzle on her a little bit. And then once she felt safe, took muzzle off, just kept her on a slip leash, and then just kept her near me. And then any time she's done anything that's a bit reactive or any sort of an aggressive manner or guiding behaviour, I've corrected her straight away and then had her for about two and a half, three weeks now. Oh, is that all you've done? Yeah, so she's um, now going about the house. She's happy. She's just a really happy dog. She's, she's really, really good. Hopefully. She's off-leash trained, on-leash trained. She's house-trained. She's honestly come on eats and bounds she has. Oh, that's wonderful. Just been it. I should have been by my side constantly for the past three weeks, to be fair, so... So how do you train her, uh, you know, to trust you? To trust me? Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I've was i been feeding her around my hands, mostly, because she was, I didn't really like guarding behaviour. She'd, like, guard her food, she'd guard her toys, she'd guard anything. Anytime anyone would try and take anything that was hers, specifically, specifically she'd try and snap, like, snap at your hand. So a big thing for that with me were feeding her f- the food out of my hand. And you know that old saying they say, the dogs are going to buy the hand that feeds them. There's the answer to problem for me anyway. <laughs> so they, they get a little bit aggressive over the food or anything else like that. Just start, either take the toys away and only give the toys at certain times. Yeah. And then if they're getting a bit aggressive over the food, feed them through your hands. And then nice. I'll get them to leave it at a specific point as well. So to work and leave it command. So I'd, I'd have it in my hands. And then like a random point, I'd say leave it and I expect it to leave it and get it to look up to me. 
So look up to me for guidance for when she can go back and eat it. And if she can leave her food, she's going to leave anything else. Is. Yeah, I'm going to be distracting her. And I'm always bringing her attention back up to me, which is where I want it. So that's her. I mean, to be able to read dogs is quite a skill, I think. Uh, you know, because a lot of people can't do that. And, well, they really can't because otherwise they wouldn't need you, would they? Not exactly. You know, so... Honestly, happy to help people and happy to help dogs. Yeah. That's all I want is just to be able to help people that understand dogs better. Yeah. And be able to understand and, like, communicate in a way that they've never been able to before, which makes their life easier, makes the dog's life easier as well. Because they're not only, like, being able to communicate with a dog, they're not having to get stressed, not having to shout, they're not having to correct them all the time. They're just having a happy life and making a better relationship and a better bond with the dog. Which is the ultimate goal at the end of it. Of course it is, definitely. Separation anxiety is a massive thing, isn't it? I don't know if it's like an overused word. or It is. Well, it's not an overused word. It's, no. it's a big thing. It is quite a big thing, to be fair. Yeah. That, can we talk about that when we come by? Oh, definitely. Oh, brilliant. Top hotel, top chef, top of your list for celebrations. Mittenfold Hotel, sponsors of the Lancashire Live Show on Ribble FM. Are you tired of paying a high pump price for your company diesel? Or are you using a fuel card now but worried you signed up to an introductory rate that's now a thing of the past? Let me introduce the Green Arc Fuel Card. With a fully transparent, consistently low price and no surprise surcharges, the Green Arc Fuel Card has nothing to hide. Why not speak to our team on 0345 646 5451 or visit greenarcfuelcard.co.uk and see how much you can save. Do you have lower back pain? joints hurting or are you recovering from an injury or operation Clitheroe Cryo has already helped numerous people alleviate these and many more symptoms so could cryotherapy be the solution you're looking for located at Clitheroe Leisure and featuring a state-of-the-art cryo chamber you could expect to recover faster speed up metabolism and clear up acne psoriasis and eczema and the benefits don't stop there cryotherapy give it a try and see improvements after the first session and discounts available for multi-session bookings get in touch via our website Website clitheroe-cryo.co.uk or on our social media pages. Taking pictures or video with your phone? Want to take your passion to the next level? UK Digital have been a leading photographic retailer for the last 20 years. And yes, we are based locally in Clitheroe. Come and see one of the team at UK Digital for friendly, professional advice on all aspects of photography and video. Our showroom is open weekdays so you can see, touch and try. And with internet prices, there's no need for you to chance it online. UK Digital, your local store with internet prices. Visit ukdigital.co.uk. Carpets, the foundation that makes your house a home. KWC Carpets Clitheroe stock a wide range of floorings, carpet, laminate, vinyl, hardwood, and even artificial grass. Lots of different styles and colours, suitable for domestic or commercial. Fitting, no problem. Our team of friendly fitters can be booked for a time that suits you. We even take the old flooring away too. Come in and see the showroom six days a week or give us a call on 01200 425 400. Free measure and quote service available. KWC Carpets, making your house a home. me 
John, thanks for being here still. I'm so appreciative of your time because honestly, I'm absolutely loving this. Although Dexter's nodded off his board. He's so cute. He's a good one. <laughs> Separation anxiety. That's where we want to pick up on here. I yeah. mean, is it really a thing? No, it's definitely a thing. Is it? Yeah, it's a really big issue for like quite a lot of my clients. Is it? Yeah. Go on, t- give me an example. Uh, like, like, like before I was saying with that girl who was pregnant and she had, had a lot of time spending at home with your dog. Mm-hmm. It's just anyone that's got a lot of time at home with the dog and they spend too much time with him. Yeah. Like, there is a such thing as too much time. As, as bad as it sounds, the dogs need their own time, they need their own space to relax and they need to be able to calm down. And, and sleep. Like, yeah. Because they're always awake. They follow you everywhere, don't they? Or oh, they've always got an eye on yeah. watching you. Or well, they're asleep you know? next to you somewhere. Yes, but yeah. they need their own time for their own like, energy and their own space to be able to left, be left by themselves or... They're comfortable in their own space oh, because if you nip to the shop or you nip anywhere else, or, or you're working, yeah, or you've got to do something. Yeah. To, or you say you keep your dog dog with you all day. There's times where you can where you're going to have to leave them, and then there's times where they have separation anxiety, and then then, then they end up reacting in a way you don't want them to, like chewing something up or having like accidents all around the house. Yeah, yeah, just doing like acting out in different ways. They could act out like in so many different ways, but what is important is giving your dog time by themselves and make sure they're okay by themselves and create training your dog. That's one of the most important fundamental fundamentals to dog training that I think personally. Do you? Yeah. First thing I do is create training and make sure they're all right in their own space and they're okay in the crate. Right, okay. And then once they're in a calm state of mind, then I can bring them out and any time that they don't behave in a way that is too high energy, I'll bring them down to a, then bring them down to a lower state mm. and then I'll distract them a little bit, then I'll put them back in the crate to bring them back to calmness. Mm. And then once they're calm again, then I'll keep repeating this and just keep working on that to obviously make the dog calm. If I want a calm dog, if you want a dog that's a working dog that's got a bit more energy, you're obviously approaching it a bit of a different way, but you've all got to work around the dog that you want to have, like, this is the end goal. Yeah, you've got to, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I've got a few questions just written down here because yeah. uh, we're running out of time, would you believe? So these dogs that have pinned back ears or clipped ears. Yeah, what the cropped ears. Cropped. Uh, uh, some people can't help having dogs like that because they've either rescued them 
and stuff like that. So I don't think you can be too quick to judge with anything. Not a nice thing to say. Because you can't judge. I, I feel like anyone that's judging anyone, then you just need to take a little step back because you can't just like understand what that dog's been through. Like same as a person, you see, you see a person with like scars all over the body or they've got like acid burns or something else like that. You can't look at like, oh, look, look at them, blah, blah, blah. They might be like this. You've got to think like, just we got to be considerate with everything. Yeah. The same with a dog, even if it's got a pin back to you, it might be a bit big and they might have scars on them a little bit. They could be really friendly dogs. Yeah. And they could be lovely dogs. Mm. Like you don't know, you don't know what they've been through. They've been through a lot of stuff. But for them to be outside and be socialising shows that they're in some sort of way of a decent dog. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't judge it, a dog on, on being scary, which a lot of people relate crop tears to being scary. Yeah. And a lot of people get rescues from, like, Europe and stuff like that, and that's where they do a lot of the cropping because that's when they show dogs and when they do anything with dogs like that, that's how they, they're supposed to be over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it illegal over here to yeah, do that? I should it, think so. It is. Some people still do it. Do they? There's, like, quite a lot of, like, like underground places that will, like, people can send the dogs off and they'll get their ears cut, and then I don't know why people do it, to be honest with you. It's more of a, I think it's more of an ego thing. Yeah, I think you're probably right. For the yeah. benefit of the dog. Like, yeah. sometimes dogs need their ears clipping, like, mm-hmm. if they've been hunting. Like, hunting dogs, like, because you don't want to get infections in their ears or get bit by anything. You just want to, like, keep obviously keep it out way. That's why they originally got their ears cropped and their tails docked. It was for that reason. So, yeah. um, if it's for anything other than that reason, I don't agree with it whatsoever. No. Like, whatsoever. Um, you said... That Dobermans live till the ripe old age of no some some do- some, some yeah, Dobermans course, they've been some. known to not it's gonna be a bit crazy seeing thirty well, year, thirty year old Dobermans thirty years yeah that's incredible I mean is that unusual is or it, is that it's a little bit unusual because most people don't really get the best genetics with the dogs especially nowadays because there's a lot of dogs that aren't bred the best mm-hmm. so you'd have to get the genetics like the bloodline and like how they're fed. Like what the like what food they're on, like the, whether they're getting the right exercise, whether they're around any sort of chemicals and anything else like that that could affect their health. If they've got a really perfect, healthy lifestyle, they have been known up to live up to thirty years. Yeah, that is incredible. And so, how are they like normal? You know, what is their trait? Are they because I kind of think of as as a security dog. Yeah, really. protection. Yeah, protection. Yeah, like there's different lines of dormans. You can get a working dorman. They've they've been using police force before. Have they? I don't think it's over here. They might be over here. I'm not 100% sure. I have seen them abroad, I've seen, actually, seen it in right. America and in different yeah. countries like that. They use them as police dogs. Mm. And they use them as protect, like protections at, like for your house. You can use them as guardians, like guide dogs, different stuff like yeah. that. But they're really, really intelligent dogs and they've got a really hard work drive. So they are really good dogs to train with. Yeah. I, enjoy, I love, really enjoy working with Do dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, and also, if uh, I've got another question here, also I've got loads of questions, blimey, people are just texting in and now all sorts. So, um, the other thing is somebody wants to know about um, if the dog's soiling in the house. So if they, they're not in and they're, doing, they're coming back to a little poopy or something, what we're thinking? Um, there could be a number of reasons why they're actually doing that, to be honest with you. Some dogs soil when they get anxious because they're not with someone. So it could be just pure timing of they've not been... Well, like the time of the feed, yeah, yeah. No, they've like been fed at a certain time and they've not been either took out or been able to go to the toilet, so they have to, yeah, like they can't hold it, so they've got to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So as long as you're on on point with your timing and when you're feeding them and when you're taking them out and you've got a routine with your dog, they shouldn't have accidents, right? So if they're doing it for another reason and you're on point with all your times, you've got to have a look into that. Or take them to the vets as well because it could be something to do with it, obviously inside them. Yes, of course, definitely. So you're saying the other reason if they're doing it like 
could it be just because they're being defiant? Um, I, I don't. I don't think they would do that for that reason. Do you know? I think I, honestly, with most of I've seen, it's just like when dogs have been having accidents inside. It's just been pure for the fact they've been really scared and because they've been left. Oh, there's a scent there because oh. you've not cleaned up properly. Yeah, you like, mentioned that. Yeah, didn't you I before? think that's a lot with weeing. Is like it? Sometimes if people don't clean up the wee or stuff like that, they're just like, they end up going back and scenting again around the house. You need to make sure if they do start scenting, you need to clean it up. Right. And make sure it's gone and like redirect their energy from when they're trying to go to the toilet, show them where they should do. And once they go outside, give them lots of praise and lots of affection yeah. to show them how they should behave. Because you can't just tell them off and say, oh, why are you doing that there? You need to mm. show them where you want them to go and how you want them to behave. And yeah. The You're right the leader, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You? You've got to be the pack leader. Yeah. And that's most of the issue. You People like let the dogs lead them. When you go on a walk, the dog's walking in front of them, they're mm. pulling them. They're, when they're leaving the house, they're rushing out of the house to try and get out of the house first. They're not waiting for your response and your trigger to bring them out. They should be sat there waiting, looking up at you, saying, can I come outside yet? Oh. Well, not saying it, but looking at you, like, looking really? at you, thinking, can I come, can I yeah. come? And you're like, come on. Come with me, and then you can yeah. allow them to come out of the house. But we are we are authority, basically, and that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, you've got to lead them. I understand yeah. that. So um, somebody else has texted in and said that their dog is um, aggressive when you're taking their toys away. How do you stop that happening? Uh, well, if if a dog were going to be aggressive towards toys or food or anything else like that... I'd if just, toys their thing, you know, they're not yeah. a foodie, they're a toy. Yeah, so just just, <laughs> just we anything. Like, I'd, 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 I'd bring that out of the situation. So they're aggressive with, like, towards the toys, like guarding the toys. I'd take the toys away. I'd bring the dog out of the room, I'd take the toys away, and I'd only give them them at certain times. Mm. So I'd, like, I wouldn't have them there all the time, they'd have it as a treat. So I'd, I'd have it as, like, sort of a stimulus. So when you want to play with him, I train with him. I use a lot of toys when I'm training because I try and make it as fun as possible, try and stimulate the dog's mind. They love toys, don't they, generally? Yeah, definitely. Uh, do all dogs, though? Because I feel that not all dogs do. Or is not, it just that they've not really had them introduced to their life? Is I that what it is? Some dogs, it's like each to their own. Like mm. Some dogs, like, love food. Some dogs love toys. Some dogs, like, they like everything. Yeah. Like, you can't really judge, like, some, dog, do, some, uh, some dogs get really bored really fast to certain things. Yeah. So you have to, like, constantly changing the scenery, constantly changing what you're doing. Like, I, yeah. Like, with my girl, Norla, she'll play fetch about ten times and she's bored. Oh, really? And she'll, and she'll he'd, just... he'd do it all day. He'd do, he'd do it till he passes out. Yeah. He really loves That's it. That's what Susie's like. Thing. Susie's yeah. the exact same. She'll yeah. just say, if I don't move the balls away... She'll want to play with me all yeah, day. She'll just bring same. it back, bring it I back, bring it back. I have to say to him, we've had enough yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Right, now then, John, I have got to say a massive thank you because we... I mean, I could literally talk to you all day yeah. about this subject. It's amazing. Um I am incredibly impressed with your intuition between dogs and, you know, like this feeling that you get and everything and your caring aspect. I think it's it's wonderful. It's second to none. If anybody else who's listening wants to get you involved in their, uh, well, you helping them with their dogs, um, how do they find you, John? Um, well, I've got a number of social media. I've got my uh, Instagram, I've got my Facebook, and I've got my TikTok, and it's all the same. It's at Canine Academy Northwest and Northwest spelled out, not NW. Right, So okay. you'll be able to find me on there. Oh, really? And you're yeah. on TikTok as well? Yeah, well, I've just made a TikTok. So, have you? Yeah. So if you can get on there and support me, I'd really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, because I think that's the way forward, isn't it? Oh, yeah, And definitely. I think for someone like you to be able to put videos on and watch people 
uh, people watch you helping others. It'd be really good. That. Yeah, that's yeah. the aim. I want to be able to like just share it with everyone. I want to be able to help everyone as many people as I can do, Aww. and dogs as well. Obviously, I can't forget of them. Of course, can yeah, you? yeah. But it, it inevitably it helps the people, yeah, doesn't that, it? Yeah, it does help the people. It makes their life so much less stressful. It They're does. Easy. They can go out and go on walks without worrying. They can go leave the house without worrying. There's so much karma. Of course. And you see it like it affects a lot of people's mental health, mm-hmm. which is. Like massive, it's not a great it, yeah. thing, is With it? people like struggling at the minute as it is, yeah. the last thing that they need is another stress. So I'm just happy to be able to take that away from some people and help them. Oh, John, that is so lovely. What a lovely way to end the show. Thank you so, so much for coming. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. And I would like to thank you for listening. And I will speak to you next week. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Midnight at the Oasis.
106.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley. Ribble FM News.